Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey everyone, hello and welcome to the Wild Ginger Running YouTube channel, live broadcast and subsequent podcast. Today we are talking winter motivation for ultra runners with the utterly, ultraly awesome coach and physio, Tim Piggott from HP3 Coaching. How are you doing today, Tim? Oh, I'm good. Thank you, Claire, for that uh, introduction. Um, <laughs> are you getting sort of more and more scripted with your, your sort of superlatives? <laughs> I just but, every, no, th thanks for having me back in. All good. Every time I, I change it slightly and I, I change it and I try to make you laugh. Um, I try, oh, this will make Tim laugh or blush or something like that. Um, because. You are utterly, utterly awesome, and we all really appreciate you coming on. <laughs> very, very kind of you to say so. But, <laughs> Solving yeah. our problems every month. Um, so it's fantastic to have you back. I was stalking you on Instagram, as I am wont to do with all podcast guests, and um, I see that three weeks ago you said that you are doing the Chianti Castles 100K in March in oh. Italy. So, Indeed. yeah, tell us a little bit about that race. How have you decided upon that one? Yeah, so that's um, the sort of first main main goal for the season um i've got a i'm doing a half marathon in january and a, a marathon in february as a bit of a warm-up um the sort of slightly crazy thing is doing that as a bit of kind of speed work uh it's a bit of an odd thing to, to say really doing a, uh, a marathon maybe is a bit of a speed session but yeah sort of getting out of my comfort zone and doing some some shorter distance racing um certainly the half marathon is going to be way out of my comfort zone <laughs> yeah but then you know the i was looking for a sort of early season early season race uh, the next one after that is Lavaredo again going back out there but I was looking for something that sort of 100k distance uh Chianti it, it's a relatively new race so I think it's only been going for about five or six years and it's, they've been adding longer distances to it so I think they've only done the 100k maybe a couple of times now and I was chatting to um, somebody else I know who's raced over there in the past, uh, Joe Meek, who's a, another very good ultra oh, runner. Yes, I know her. Uh, and she, she was raving about it. Um, so, yeah, I thought I'd, I'd put that in there. Awesome. Uh, it's a more, it, it's got some good elevation, but it's quite runnable. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I think I was sort of realising I am very much more your trail runner rather than very technical sky mountain 
fell runner type person uh-huh. so the the less technical terrain certainly will suit me better so yeah we'll uh, we'll, we'll see how that one goes Oh, awesome. Well, I, I had a quick look at the video and it looks amazing because I thought Chianti, is that like where the wine comes from? Um, yes. And yeah, so yeah, it absolutely. is. So yeah. will will your prize at the end, like will everybody get a medal and like a little bottle of wine? And a, and a, and a bottle of wine. Well, that's it. <laughs> so I've managed to slightly extend my, my stay out there by, by a couple of days. So I'm, I've, I've certainly got the, the day after the race to sample the, the local produce. And um, randomly I was out doing my sort of long run on Pendle Hill uh, here in, in Lancashire uh, at the weekend and bumped into another runner and was just chatting away and mentioned that I was doing this race. And uh, he'd actually been over there um, cycling. So he was oh. telling me all about the area that, that uh, and how wonderful it was. So he, he was raving about it. So yeah, looking forward to doing that one. Cool. And there's a few of us from, from the coaching team doing it, um, from, from my team and, and also a colleague of mine, uh, Doug from TMR Coaching. So uh, another colleague of mine and he's got a whole bunch of his athletes so we're having a bit of a kind of uh, hb3 versus tmr yeah, um, so, yeah. see see how we're doing a bit of a battle between us yeah awesome you'll have to have a dance off as well at the end that'll be brilliant oh i don't know about that one <laughs> <laughs> see if you've got any energy um cool so so you'll be needing lots of winter motivation to get you training for that race. And I've got the arc of attrition coming up in January, mm. just right at the end of January. So we'll talk about winter motivation in just a moment. But before we start, I need to do a shout out to the sponsors of this episode, which is Saw Running. Again, I'm wearing the windbreaker that I was talking about last time. So Saw are a high-end brand of trail and road running apparel. They use the most eco-friendly manufacturing processes that they can find to make top quality gear that should last you a really long time, which is also really important for sustainability so um, you can find out more about that in my chat with their founder um i'll link to it up here and also in the podcast show notes and the film description below um it's also with a person called tim the founder but he's called tim saw not the tim that you see next to me just here um and one of my favorite items i'm, I'm each time i do this i listen to loads of podcasts and if the adverts are the same each time i just completely switch off and i skip so i'm trying to make it a little bit different change things up for everybody but i'm if you're listening on the podcast i'm holding up a pair of leggings that I've just run in um, I've just been for a run in these leggings um, and they're from Saw and I, I really really like them um, they're uh, they're a bit black so you can't really tell what they look like from here but they've got um, all these little different areas of um, little little sort of rubber stamp beading stuff on them if I just hold it in the right light you can see it there and that makes them stick to you like not in a bad way um, in a good way um, so they're really really nice leggings they dry so quickly they've got a really nice big pocket that you can actually get even this big phone I've got like a normal big phone um, I can get that in the pocket um, in the back um, and and they've got um, the rubbery stuff down at the bottom as well to keep it on so it's a bit like a blend of cycling the cycling designs you know they have that um silicon around the um leg area to keep it keep them up but they've got it all over the back here and i thought that would be really uncomfortable but actually it's not it's really nice so that's my favorite saw item of the week for you there the saw running leggings um I feel I've never worn a pair of Spanx before. But I feel like this might be like Spanx, like 
I just imagine that's how they might feel. They they just feel wonderfully held and supported, all my muscles in these in these leggings. Um, and the other great thing about a saw is um, if you're not satisfied after running after 100 miles in a saw garment, you can return it for a credit note for up to the full volume of that item. So you can find another thing that suits you better or fits you better. So you can't really go wrong with an investment in saw. So now to our other Tim, <laughs> Tim um, for winter motivation coach Tim. Um, so I just thought we'd go through why motivation can dip in winter in the first place, like based on your personal experiences and your clients at HP3 Coaching. What do you find is the main causes of a lack of motivation at this time of year for trail and ultra runners? So I mean, it can be multifaceted really. Um, obviously this time of year for us in, in the Northern Hemisphere, we're, we're going to the depths of winter. Um, and some of us just want to go into hibernation mode, um, <coughs> just bears, um, and you just want to curl up by the fire and, and not go out into the into the nasty weather. So I think you know there is an, an element of that that you know seasonally we're programmed to be just chilling out this time of year and not maybe going out into the elements. But I think you know modern life is is different to that. So it's more it's more around the fact that a lot of your goals are going to be quite a way off in the distance now okay i know you've got the archivistrician coming up and i've mentioned some some build-up races but again that's where those build-up races so you know if your main events are later in the spring so maybe it's a a spring marathon when you're just starting to think oh i really should be getting cracking with my my training plan but you know even london and manchester and you know brighton marathons if that's what you're targeting or later on into kind of may june july those are where your your main events are going to be uh you know a lot of your listeners are going to be things like the lakeland 100 lakeland 50 you know that style of you know summer big event you know that's a long way off so you kind of think well it's a long way off i don't really need to be doing a lot of training yet whereas actually you probably do in terms of laying those foundations, getting into a good routine. You don't need to be doing a lot of volume, but certainly working on some of your weaknesses, for example. So that's where having some B and even C races, so races is just training events. So as I mentioned at the very beginning of the, the, the podcast um, today, you know, I've got a, a half marathon to do in January and then a marathon in February. You know, those are not E events for me they are just stepping stones on that longer journey. But it's a reason to get out there and, and do some of those harder workouts, that speed work now in the winter, because it's for those shorter distance races, which are then laying the foundations for the main events later on in the year. If you go back and listen to some of the chats that you and I have done on goal setting, and you're thinking about, right, I've set my big goals for later in the year, but what are the processes that we need to work on? So then you break down those bigger goals and you think, well, I need to work on whether it's some drills and skills, whether it's some speed work, whether it's climbing, maybe it's getting into the gym and doing some strength and conditioning. Maybe you've, you've had a few niggles over the last season or two and you want to spend some time really addressing that and, and laying those solid foundations. So the motivation is then born out of addressing those process goals because all of those process goals will then build and build and build and they then turn into your your outcome goals, your your event goals, whatever they might be. 
Mm. Yeah, I've got um, a comment actually from Hannah, um, who she's watching live as well, um, but she did put a comment earlier as well, and she said um, she's uh, it's definitely the worst time of year for her, dark, <laughs> wet mornings when you need to fit in a run before work, and she says having a spring goal definitely helps mm. me. Um, so, um, yeah, so she's she's listening live as well and she says um she's feeling hibernation mode definitely at the moment but having a dog helps her get out especially now he's old enough to run with her yeah so that could really help couldn't it? you're forced to get out every day aren't you with a absolutely. dog that's why i don't yeah. want to get one <laughs> yeah they're good absolutely good training partners um and it doesn't even need to be a dog you know it could be teaming up with other people as well then you make a commitment it's like right come on we're going to meet up on whatever day um, and you get your you get your training done. So you know that's it. Um, yeah, or your children. I've seen on your Instagram you've taken you, your kids on the bike. Um, yeah, both kids on the bikes, and you're running along behind them as, mm -hmm. a, as a nice family run. I thought that was brilliant. Yeah. I can't wait for that. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So you know you you just have to make it work. Um, so you, the the children need to burn off exercise as well, burn off energy with some exercise, so you can just kind of tie it in together. Yeah. But in, in terms of that sort of that motivation, I think it's about you know understanding the the why. So it goes back again, goes back to the goal setting that we talked about previously. So um, you know if you need some help with goal setting, uh, I'm sure Claire can put a, a yeah. link to to those somewhere I'll put the pointing links randomly below. There are all the yes. resources that everything we talk about will be below in like the that, yeah. in the film description below or the podcast show notes. Um, there you uh, go. Yeah. You're a YouTube um, expert, so yes, below. Yeah. Um, but you know we talked about um, understanding the why. So you know why have you set that goal, and if you really understand your why that will get you through the how of how to achieve it. Uh, and that will then be maybe getting out there into the bad weather and, and challenging yourself in, in those environments. Um, and I suppose on that topic of, you know, dealing with the bad weather, uh, I've got a, a blog post coming out later in the week uh, with Supernatural Fuel uh, on, you know, dealing with that challenging conditions and the challenging weather. And, you know, people like yourself who've got a, a winter ultra to do, um, or you know others who are doing maybe sort of more um, early spring races you know the, the risk is you're going to be out there in bad weather so you've got to get used to it you've got to learn whether that waterproof jacket really is waterproof um, I have a sore you know, one I'm sure that it will be waterproof <laughs> there you go but you know you, but you need to go and test it and you need to test it in in those environments so you know the, <laughs> the bad weather can be you know, some good type two fun um, at times. Yeah. So, and you feel really smug afterwards. I always think, mm. oh, um, uh, I think <clears> if it's raining, I, I make things easy for myself. I just sort of, I lay all my clothes out prior, like the night before that I know that yeah. I'm going training. Like this morning, I laid all my clothes out because I knew I was going to run down with Finney on the scooter to nursery, do an errand, run down to nursery, and then I was going to do a run on my way home um, and then carry the scooter back home. Um, so you just be a bit organised like that. Um, but also, yeah. if it's really horrible out, you just think, I'll just go and do my run and then I'm coming back to the nice warm like I'm gonna have a shower I'm gonna have some more food it really isn't that hard it's like it's different if you're on a multi-day event and you're camping or something mm. but here in the western world life isn't that harsh like we just come home have a nice shower and, and everything's fine again nice cup of tea I yeah. also use I also use music I listen to podcasts mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I often, what I like to do to motivate myself is to find podcasts of the race. It helps if it's uh, one of the more famous races because you don't okay. get many yeah. podcasts of 
um, less famous races. Mm-hmm. But like the Arc of Attrition, there's been some podcasts about that. That mm-hmm. late 50, there was loads about that. So I was going up and down that small hill called Gamekeepers near where I live, up and mm-hmm. down, up and down. And I was just listening to podcasts and I was calling my sister, I was calling my best friend, I was calling my mum and dad. Like, Hi, I'm just on a run. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I use that. And I also use the thought of how will I feel tomorrow if I don't do this now? Like it's really tempting not to. But if I don't get my act together and do it now, then how am I going to feel about that tomorrow? I feel a bit rubbish. So Mm. I try to sort of forward think and that makes me go out. (laughs) Yeah, it's having that accountability, uh, accountability with yourself and and maybe with other people. So, you know, for you in in your position, you know, you've got your your supporters, your your followers. And it's that, you know, how am I going to explain how I didn't or why I didn't yeah. train for this event. Yeah. And also, I, like, um, I quite like it. I like getting out. Um, yeah. I, I was wondering how you personally stay motivated, Tim, like, because you seem really motivated as a person. I mean, you're a coach and you're motivating other people at all times. But do you ever have times when you have to sort of, you know, try and force yourself out? Absolutely. We all, we all go through that. Uh, you know, we all go through those those periods where it's like, oh, do I, do I really have to do that run? Um, you know, I had a 14-hour working day yesterday. You know, alarm went off at 20 past six this morning to get my run done. And it's like, oh, do I really have to? Oh, no, you've done like, that well, already. If I don't do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> and it's like, well, if I, don't, if I don't do it now, it's not going to get done. If it doesn't get done, then it just has that knock-on effect. So, you know, you get yourself out of bed and do it. <clears throat> um, you know, for me, it was a case of getting on the treadmill and, and doing a session on the treadmill. So motivation for that um is finding some good netflix um series to watch or you know things like that um yeah those those long runs it is about you know finding some podcasts or some audiobooks um when motivation maybe starts to dip you think right you know let's go and do one of my favorite routes it might be a case of jumping the car and just you know drive 20 minutes up the road and go and run somewhere different you know i've got a, a couple of routes which are my sort of fire up motivation, you know, rekindle um, the sort of love of running for when, yeah, things are just getting a bit monotonous. And it's a case of, yeah, I kind of save those for, you know, they're my favourite routes, but I save them for when I really need a bit of a motivation boost because they are just stunning routes to go and do. So maybe having, you know, some of those, because otherwise you end up just doing the same routes week in, week out, you know, from your house, maybe in so, so many different ways you can mix it up. Yeah. So maybe it is a case of just jumping in the car for 10, 15, 20 minutes to go and run somewhere a bit different. Yeah, I do uh, like that idea. Mix it up that one. I use the same hill over and over again, and mm-hmm. I, I'm quite, I feel quite like friendly with the hill. I'm like, oh, I kind of yep. like to go and see the hill. But then if you do that too often, maybe, yeah, change the hill up a bit. So like yes. we've got Bradgate Park um, just north of Leicester, about an hour's drive. That's yep. a bit longer than 20 minutes, but... I could do that on a weekend and do that yeah. hill instead. Um, yeah. yeah. And but yeah, I like the idea of just driving tw- like ten minutes up the road or cycling. You can even cycle. That's a bit more yeah, of a yeah, more of a faff with yeah. bike shoes True. and helmet yes. and everything. But you feel virtuous, don't you? Not using the car for uh, being green. Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> yeah. Or um, there's just you know just different games you can play. Um, so again, I, occasionally I'll I'll give my athletes. Um, uh, a, a run called the coin of destiny uh which oh. I, I picked up from uh another coach called um hal davies who's more triath he's known for sort of triathlon and, and that kind of multi-sport stuff um 
I'm sure, I'm sure it was him that, that taught me this kind of years and years ago. But it's where you literally stand by your front door and you flip a coin. Ah, OK. Head, heads go right, tails go left. Run to the next junction, flip a coin. And you just keep going. Just make sure you've got maybe a couple of gels and your phone with you in case you end up somewhere completely random. <laughs> in but, Barnock. <laughs> yeah, water. But you end up maybe discovering routes and paths and, you know, little sections that you never knew existed. It's oh, um, a great game. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember when I was living up in the northeast, I, I discovered a nature reserve just around the corner from my house that I didn't even know existed. Oh, wow. Um, just, you know, doing games like that. Or, again, I'll sometimes go to a you know small forest area and just do that in, in the trails there. And you just end up running in lots of random different directions. Um, sometimes it works out. Sometimes you come to a dead end. You have to turn around and go back again. But it's just a bit of fun. Yeah. Um, Makes it seem and it just, like an it just adventure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's it is just have more adventures. You know, don't don't see some of those long runs as as training sessions, see them as adventures and, and sightseeing. Yeah. So, again, you know, another one I, I give people is what I call the Shinrin Yoko. There's the, you know, switch off. Don't listen to music. You know, put your watch in your back pocket. You're not paying attention to to pace or zones or anything. Just go and just go and run for the love of running. Mm, yeah. I quite like doing that, like going to, I, I kind of see it as a bit like my territory, like my running territory, and I've got certain <clears> runs that I'll do, and I'm like, oh, where do I feel like going today? Like, I haven't tossed a coin or anything, but I just, oh, I feel like going that way this time and seeing what it's like over there, like how the seasons have changed it, how muddy is it, um, like what trees have fallen down now. Can I get through that path there that's usually full of nettles because now it's winter and maybe I can get through now? There's there's other things that open up to you in the winter that are just too overgrown in the summer around here. Um, yeah. That's thing, it, just kind of, I wonder where that yeah. signpost takes you to, that footpath goes yeah, to yeah just go to i've always wanted yeah. to know where that goes why do i never yeah. plan a route round uffington for example yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 or again you know obviously there are you know, various apps that will create routes for you whether it is just you know on strava or on garmin commute etc etc you know there's, there's plenty of other ones out there so you can just ask them to create random routes based off sort of heat map profiles yeah. um, and maybe again through that you just got discover some some different routes and some different paths that you hadn't found before yeah and I'm really glad that you mentioned apps actually because I found out about a new app um just uh, the other day called scamper I was on a call with the green runners I've just joined the green runners I've, I've got to do my pledge at some point um but um they were talking about an app called scamper and this mm -hmm. um I've just got it now on my phone and it, I haven't used it yet but because mm -hmm. I've only done one run since I got ill which we'll get onto in a minute but this uh, brings up loads of runs near nearby to your house um, uh -huh. uh, because because the idea is that they're going to start doing like virtual races and things like that um, and it's just an idea to get people running really locally and exploring locally rather than <clears throat> rather than getting in the car which is what yeah yeah, saying. yeah yeah no, um, yeah um, so there's this one around the river Welland which is really near me and you just click on it and it's and it's got a map there um, and mm -hmm. I'm not sure I haven't in, investigated it further but I'm, I'm going to have a look at this because it, it seems like a really nice motivating um, way to discover your local area in a really safe way um, and then in saying that I just remembered like if you've got a train station near you you could always run down to the train station hop on the train for one stop and then right. run back like that's, yeah, yeah, that's quite yeah. a nice motivational way of making an adventure as well um, yeah 
bit more expensive but um it's it's nice to do these little adventures i always um recommend getting the train there and running back um yeah. because otherwise you have to kind of take extra layers in the winter to keep warm on the way back yeah. um and also and you're, and you're running... smelling the train <laughs> yeah yes. yeah you don't have to worry about missing the train or anything yeah. like that especially with all the strikes going on at the moment and equally with buses you could get a bus somewhere so that's yeah fun. Yeah, yeah, that's it. You know, it's having those adventures and some of those point to points, you know, running home is quite a good thing. Mm. Uh, so, you know, we'll maybe go out with the family for the day, you know, go go somewhere up in the Dales or something like that. Um, and then I'll run home afterwards. Yeah. Um, yeah. You, yeah. You've got to get home. You get your long run done. Um, yeah. But it's a bit more adventure because you then maybe starting your run somewhere a bit different. Yes, exactly. Or you could like, um, I was thinking of taking Finley to Junior Park Run on a Sunday. Yes. I was thinking of running to Park Run, um, mm-hmm. doing the little park run with him. Um, mm-hmm. and Steve, obviously, he's not going to yeah. drive there on his own. And having a cake and a coffee and a family day out and going yeah. to the playground and then coming back in the car all together. Or if mm-hmm. I had the energy, I could run home as well. <laughs> yep, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So, like doing stuff like that can motivate people I think like making things a little bit different a bit more exciting Um, exactly you mentioned getting out early in the morning um Mm -hmm. which I thought was very impressive of you this morning after your 14 hour day um what about after work you know like like I used to work in an office where I'd be sat Mm -hmm. there like 9 till 5 30 massive presenteeism throughout that office and just like you've got to sit in your chair all day which I hated um and then you have to go come home in the car and you get home and it's dark and it's cold and it's wet have you got any advice for how to motivate yourself to turn off turn yourself on at that Mm. point and Mm. rev yourself up to go for a run because so often I just find that I just wanted to just have some food and and (laughs) see in front of the telly yeah so it's about that preparation uh planning a preparation in advance so making sure you're having a you know a mid-afternoon snack of some description so you actually when you leave work you've actually got some energy rather than yeah yeah otherwise you know you've had your lunch at 12 one o'clock you're leaving work you're getting home and actually you're hungry you haven't eaten in four or five hours or maybe longer um and then yeah it is a case of yeah i just want my dinner so having that afternoon snack to to see you through to um, the end of working day and then if it is a case of as soon as you get home, you're then just feeling like, oh, I should be doing stuff at home. Maybe it's doing stuff for the family um, or there's always jobs to be doing at home. Or, yes, whether it is just a case of I'm back in the house, it's warm, it's cosy. Do I really want to turn around and go back out again? Well, don't put yourself in that position. Either do you run literally from work and then head home? Oh, or idea. is it a case of you can break up your commute and, and stop off somewhere on your way home so you don't actually go all the way home so obviously you've got to take all your stuff with you but that might be another option so i was just thinking about ways that you can um, counter that feeling of as soon as you get in the house if you, if you have that sensation that as soon as you're home you don't really want to turn around and go back out again yeah. okay fine recognize that so then find a way to not be in that position um yeah. If there's no other way to do it, maybe you just need to get home and you need to, to take the dog out or something like that. Or just have all your running kit ready. So it's not a case you need to get home and then you need to go and rummage in the drawers and find everything. So just like you said about having everything laid out the night before is do that. So as soon as you get in the house, there's your running kit ready. There's your, your drink, your, your gel, whatever you need to be taking with you. 
and you're out the door and you get the job done. So yeah. there's no there's no time to pause and then think, oh, do I really want to be doing this? Yeah, yeah. Um, I know um, Ben Mouncey, um, who works yeah. for Sports Shoes now. Yeah. He he says that he's a stingy northerner, so he just makes sure his heating doesn't come on at the time that yep. he gets home. Um, yeah, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> so he comes home to a really cold house yeah. um, and gets changed really quickly and just runs out the door. Mm-hmm. And then by the time he's come back, then the heating starts to come on. So then he's all mm-hmm. cozy and warm. So he does that on purpose and it saves him money. That's um, a good idea. I like it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and oh, there was another thing as well that I just uh, I just thought of. Um, oh, I can't remember it now. <laughs> um, the other thing that um, I, I often advise people to do this, but I've never actually done this myself, is put post-its around the house with your whys written on. I know you mm, mentioned the whys yeah. um, earlier. So you can like get um, a really nice, get some nice fun post-its and put yep. all the reasons why and then just stick them around your house in really weird areas like maybe like on the back of the door of the loo because you come home and you probably go to the loo wouldn't you so you just put something on there that's really motivational like um, I want to do 50 miles or yep. um, you know something like that or yeah little little prompts just to remind you of your why and, and that's the the reason why you need to get out there and, and do that training session so that could help with your motivation for sure yeah definitely um and then um hey i'm ryan reynolds recently i asked mint mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when i asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts they said what the f- are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's also things like Zwift, isn't there? You could get on the bike and watch telly um, in the night. That, that is still good cardio, isn't it? And if you're, especially if you're doing a base training, which we talked about last, last time that we, we did the podcast, um, you could get on the bike and do, do some Zwifting. Yes. Um, you know, I, I do a lot of indoor training, it's got to be said. Um, you know, I've got my garage set up with a treadmill and, and Zwift and so on and so forth. Um, yeah. Maybe I'm just a soft southerner, so living in the northwest, <laughs> bad weather, and it's, it's easy just to, to go in the garage. Um, but you've again, also it's, got you know, big kids as well, so well, if Louise needs to pop out anywhere, you're kind of like still there. Exactly. Um, yeah. um, or again, working and the kids are then in bed, so again, that's when I do a lot of my training is kids kids go to bed and then it's me in the garage getting it done that way. Yeah, I but, yeah, really absolutely, struggle you know, with the evenings. Using, I'm just yeah, so but tired using that the technology evenings. is... is is can be very helpful absolutely yeah. um, but yeah. this you've still got to be confident and competent being in that bad weather because when we're racing we could end up being in very poor conditions so you can't avoid it all the time yeah but it's just like a, a see you through yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, and, yeah. and you did mention strength work earlier, but is, mm. and you mentioned like um, focusing on weaknesses and things, um, which um, today on the live chat says he's doing at the moment. He says he's working on a muscle imbalance at the moment um, uh, in his back. Um, so he's not running at the moment. Um, he's just working on this muscle imbalance. It sounds like a really good time to be doing that kind of thing, doesn't it? Um, so yeah, strength work. Um, how important yep. is that still um, in winter? And, and how do you motivate yourself for strength work? It's like so many runners have a problem with that, don't they? It's, it's appreciating the importance, um, but it's, it's, finding, it's finding the way that's going to entertain you, that it's going to be enjoyable in some way, shape or form. Um, so if, if going to a gym is just not your cup of tea, then it's finding another way to incorporate some some strength resistance work into, into your program. And that can be home-based. Um, again, it might be a case of having a few items of, of equipment at home, you know, some kettlebells or some dumbbells. Um, but you can be improvising. You can be using other sort of household objects, you know, fill up some big heavy bottles of water, jerry cans, that kind of stuff. Um, you fill up a rucksack. Um, with extra load and, and do some resistance work using that. So there's there's ways around it. Uh, maybe it's doing some some additional balance and stability mobility work. You know, a yoga program or some kind of mobility um, routine. Uh, there's plenty of, of options out there in terms of apps or um, YouTube videos, etc. Um, again, it might be you know some Pilates or something like that. So again, just working on some different areas. But you know the exercise that's going to work is the one that gets done. Mm-hmm. So it's about what's going to interest you, what's going to motivate you. Yeah. Um, but understanding the the importance of it, that's going to give you the the motivation. So yeah, you know when I finish this call, I'll be heading to the gym because I need to be working on on my weaknesses, my mm-hmm. my, my needs there. Yeah, and it does seem like something that you could do inside in winter, isn't it? Which oh, is quite, yeah, quite yeah, nice. Yeah. Like if it's really yes. horrible outside and you're like, oh, I really don't want to go outside and do that run. Um, I, I feel like I'm okay in my race, you know, I've got the skills, but I just really can't, don't fancy it tonight. You could just pop the telly on, um, get a YouTube video. I've got a few, I'll link to some workout videos. Um, and you've got a whole, um, we'll link to this as well, Tim. You've got a load of training plans as well, haven't you, from Training Peaks. You've got, um, yeah. you've got strength work on there. Um, there's, uh, yeah, lots of different um, areas of the body targeted on there. So you could um, buy one of Tim's training, training plans from uh, Training Peaks and and do that as well and i think sometimes buying something also gives you the motivation don't you think like you know like if you've bought a gym membership you're like i've got to go if you buy one of tim's training plans you might feel like oh i must do that rather than on youtube everything's free isn't it it gives that a little bit of accountability that you know you've made an investment in yourself so you want to actually carry through that investment and, and and follow it through so, so absolutely, you know, that's where a training plan can be helpful. It gives you that that structure and, and that reason for why you're doing a session on any particular day. So, absolutely, um, you know, plan. You know, any plan is better than than no plan. Um, so, so I was going to. You said something there that just triggered a thought, and um, it's just gone again. Um, buying a training plan and um, doing strength work in front of the telly, or doing it on YouTube, and it would be. Uh, a good thing to do indoors and oh, that was training plans yes everyone. indoors so <laughs> again you know as, as runners obviously the, the the primary exercise we want to be doing is is running but maybe if you haven't got a running event for quite some time then it's looking at some other cross-training activities 
So, you know, when we look at ultra running, we look at, you know, what are, what are the elites doing in the in the trail and, and ultra world? Um, a lot of their winter is spent doing other things. You know, if we use the, maybe the goat, Hillian, you know, what's he doing over the winter? Climbing and skiing. We look at, you know, Francois, we look at Jim, Jim Wormsley. And, you know, how did he do so well at, um, at UTMB this year? He spent his winter doing ski mode, ski mountaineering. Um, so he's looking at maybe there's some other activities you can be doing for a few months over the winter, which is still still fitness, but it's not running related. Yeah. Maybe challenge yourself in a different way. So maybe it's getting on the bike, um, whether it's doing some spin classes at the gym. You mentioned doing some Zwift stuff, um, maybe doing road riding, mountain biking, gravel riding. Um, you know, I've also entered the Dirty Reaver, um, so the gravel ride up in Kielden or Thumberland. Oh, cool. Um, so doing that in, in the springtime as well to, again, give me that motivation to yeah. this is why I need to do some decent bike sessions over the winter. Yes, it's cross training for the running. So I don't end up doing more running than I really need to, um, but also some good cross training. Mm. Um, maybe you want to jump on the, the indoor rower, the erg and do some, you know, some erg concept two type sessions. Um, so th- there's other other workouts you could be doing yeah and like p- climbing as well you could go rock climbing that's indoors yeah rock climbing wall yeah you can do some bouldering yeah you absolutely. kind of yeah and you don't even need a partner if they've got a bouldering section to the wall um, absolutely yeah that that would be really fun yeah i used to yeah. do a lot of climbing <laughs> before yeah. before kids yes. <laughs> um, when so, you had time yeah when i had more time and more yes. money <laughs> yes. yeah um I just I've got this idea to put like a load of climbing holds on the side of the house, but I don't think Steve's that into that. <laughs> yeah, I, I did it on the inside of the garage, um, oh, yeah. so the kids could climb up the wall. Yeah, and, and up 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 into the ceiling as well. Oh, so, nice. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. That was my thought too, but I don't know if it will pass buster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, are there times in um, in the winter where even if you've got like say a January race um, and you just feel really, really rubbish, like you're really tired or you're really unmotivated, are there times when you should just listen to yourself and go, "Ah, oh, let myself off this one." Like, is are there times when you can do that, or should you just beat yourself with a stick? <laughs> So it's got to, you've got to understand, you know, it's thinking about the, the fatigue side of things. So why are you feeling that way? Is there a good reason for it? Um, you know, are your energy levels too low? Are, are you recovering from your, your training and from life? Um, so you need to learn how to monitor that. And there's different ways that we can monitor it. Obviously, simply recording how you feel. Um, so when you wake up in the morning, how much energy do you feel you've had? How much sleep have you had that night? You could be taking your resting heart rate and monitoring what your resting heart rate is when you wake up. You can take it to the next level and monitor your heart rate variability, HRV. So what the gap is in between your heartbeats. And that's an even better way of, of monitoring your stress and your recovery. There's a lot of um, other wearable tech, so things like your Garmin watches, your Whoops, your Aura rings, things like that. Um, and unfortunately, all the all the research that's been done, show, you know, looking at some of the the statuses that things like your Whoops and your Aura rings give you in terms of recovery and readiness, is essentially a load of rubbish. Oh. So <laughs> don't pay attention to what it's telling you in terms of 
your readiness score or whatever language they, these, the apps want to call it is look at the raw data in terms of what your HRV is um, and what your resting heart rate is. That's what stands up to scientific scrutiny, not this algorithm that the different companies have come up with. Um, so unfortunately, that's not good enough yet to be accurately usable if you're if you're uh, an athlete that's taking things um, even vaguely seriously. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so it's learning to to recognise those recovery scores, and if your heart rate's elevated, your HRV's off, whether it's high or low, um, showing that you're you're not recovered, you're feeling under the weather, then yeah, listen to your body, take that rest day. Don't try and push on through and then run the risk of getting really sick or injured uh, and then end up missing you know, a week or more of, of training because you've, you've dug yourself a hole. You know, first rule of holes is when you find yourself in one, stop digging. <laughs> so if you find yourself in a bit of a hole, stop, chill, climb back out again, and then you can start to rebuild from there. Ah, okay. That's really, really useful information. And and like that brings me on to, I said every, to everyone that we would also cover illnesses in the section, because the main thing about winter, isn't it, that you're going to get a cold at some point, probably. Like yep. there's COVID coming back out. There's actual flu as well, which I got last Always. winter. Um, and I've just done, I did the Kendall, uh, my training was going really, really well. I did three weeks mm-hmm. of like really good training, was really enjoying it. I was doing all the, like the hill repeats and the everything. I was yeah. doing my weights. I was doing everything. I felt great. Then mm-hmm. I went to Kendall Mountain Festival. I did 10K, um, mm-hmm. very hilly, um, very drizzly and rainy. Really loved it. Felt good on the race, felt really strong, like really enjoyed it. Was able to run up that first hill all the way for the first mm-hmm. time in my life. And I consider yeah. that brilliant um i'm like the heaviest i've been in my life and yet like bizarrely the fittest at the same time it's really strange it's all right uh, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. i just had a baby it just hasn't all come off yet and um and also i just like to eat cake um, but um then after that i i took finley for a, a bike ride um and i i carried him i did a mountain bike ride with him in the trailer now he weighs like 15 kilograms and the trailer mm-hmm. weighs like 15 kilograms so i was biking yep. with this 15 kilogram that was on the monday day um, uh-huh. and then on the Tuesday I was just absolutely knackered I had to actually yeah. just give myself a day off work and yeah. everything I'd been working all weekend at the festival so I thought I'll give myself one day off that's fine mm-hmm. and I ended up sleeping for half the day um, yeah. <laughs> and then binge watching The Good Wife which was excellent um, but then so then that weekend I came down with a big cold um, mm. and then I couldn't train for the whole of last week either. So I've just done my first run again today, feeling great again. But I just thought last time I had a cold, I sort mm. of pushed through it. It was coming on. I could feel it coming on. And I was like, no, I'll just still do a run. Oh, it's not here yet. I'll still do a run. And then after it had sort of gone, I sort of got back into it really quickly as well. And then I ended up DNFing that race. Um, the Manx Mountain Marathon. So I thought, no, I'm not going to do that again. I'm just yeah. going to ease right off. And I did some more sleeping. I did some good napping in the day. Work, yeah. it was very difficult to get the same volume of work done. Um, but sometimes you just have to have days off, don't you? I think when you work for yourself, awesome. it's difficult to take days off because no one else is going to do that work and you just don't get paid. That's the long and the yes. short of it. So um, it's difficult to take days off. But 
I um, took those days off, had some more sleep, and now I'm feeling better, but that was two weeks out of my schedule. Okay. I'm trying not to panic about that because the arc of attrition is on the 27th of January. It's mm -hmm. happened so far back, and I did have three weeks of really good training. So mm -hmm. now this week, I'm gonna have an easy week to see how it's going, then a little yes. bit harder, and then a hard week, and then that's an so easy week. Yeah, yeah, that's, so, it. that's it. Yeah, I'm just trying to, think like what what do you say to people around illness like is it ever okay to run with a cold because I used to think oh it's okay to run with a little cold but actually you'll probably just recover a lot quicker if you just completely stop or just just walk it's a bit, I mean it all sits on a bit of a spectrum doesn't it in terms of how severe it is um obviously us men suffer far far more <laughs> with, with colds and flu hashtag not all men. Flu. yeah 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 <laughs> um so, I mean, there's the, there is the rule, obviously, if it's above the neck, you're okay. If it's below the neck, you've really got to stop. <clears throat> yeah. But you've got, you've got to listen to your body. And that's where maybe, again, monitoring what your, your waking heart rate is, monitoring what your HRV is can, can show whether you, you really are under a lot of stress, um, physiological stress, and therefore need to rest, or whether it is okay to, to carry on at a much reduced intensity. So it might be that you can just do some very easy work, but knock that you know, knock on the head any any intervals, any tempo threshold, anything like that, and just do nice easy, just drop the volume down, keep ticking yeah. over. So like um, not high intensity stuff. Yeah, or maybe again, if you if you're under the weather, you're not looking to then stress your your heart and lungs, but you could be doing some additional yoga, some additional mobility, that type of work. So there's there's always things you can be doing unless you really are very ill and really feeling under the weather. And, you know, again, if you've got a temperature or anything like that, you've, you've got to stop and you've got to let your body do its thing um, and it will get you better. Yeah. And um, then, but is it OK to take two weeks off kind of thing? Because this has been well, like a good two weeks for me. Yeah. So, I mean, that's where it comes down to not digging a hole. So if you're starting to come down with something, don't just push on through. Because then you run, run the risk of that actually turning into something more major and then needing two weeks off yeah. or, or three weeks off or whatever it might be. I didn't even realise I was digging any hole. I just mm. I got to Tuesday and I was like, oh, I'm dead now. Yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't exactly. feel so, like I had a cold at that point. I was just really tired. But you'd obviously depleted yourself. Yeah, you know, and in, maybe in that's the where the cold came. And that's where you know the immune system's taken a hit. So mm. it's looking after your immune system and making sure that you're keeping that in a good, healthy state. So... The big rocks for that one are going to be, you know, good sleep and, and good nutrition. <laughs> good sleep. <laughs> which, yeah, which are certainly going to be a challenge for, for some people and, uh, you know, at certain stages of life, of course. Um, it's, it's thinking about, obviously, us in, in the Northern Hemisphere, we're not going to see the sun again until probably May. Um, so where are you getting your vitamin D from? Um, oh, sorry, my little lights just died. Um, <laughs> those on the podcast is not yeah. a problem. You're not looking at anything. That's a coincidence because um, you just mentioned vitamin D and sunlight. Yeah, and my lights just gone out. Yeah. That's it. So, you know, are you taking a vitamin D supplement um, yet? Uh, and if you're not, you you really should be. You know, any any time between sort of November and March in the northern hemisphere, um, we really should be taking some additional vitamin D. Uh, and there's some debate. Uh, in the literature regarding exactly how much you should be taking. Uh, I mean, the, the government's recommending gu guidelines of, I think, 400 IU, so international units. Um, but a lot of the recommendations for athletes are a lot more than that. Okay. So, you know, that might be something you need to be looking at. Um, 
the, the way you, you're monitoring that is through a blood test. So uh, you would need to be talking to your, your GP okay. regarding um, whether you need a, a blood test to assess what your vitamin D levels are. I hadn't even considered that. Everyone yeah. says about iron, don't they, to help with fatigue, especially in women, it can be a mm. big thing. But I hadn't really thought about vitamin D. That's Yeah, vitamin D is a massive one. Yeah, yeah. Massive, massively important. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's... Every now and again, there's conversations regarding, you know, should we be adding vitamin D just into mm-hmm. even into the water supply, as it were, like they did with fluoride and that yeah. kind of stuff. Um, and it, it never goes anywhere, that conversation. Oh. But, you know, that's that's a crucial thing to be adding into the mix. Oh, OK, yeah. I'll have a look into that. It sounds like we need to do another podcast episode about the vitamin D. Like what supplements should we be adding to our water supply? <laughs> well, yeah, it's a, oh, yeah, I wouldn't be saying that we need to be adding yeah vitamin d or anything else but you know there's certain you know i think in the terms of vitamins you know vitamin d is one that just does stand up to um repeated scientific scrutiny uh the debate is just regarding how much you really need um if we go back to the five years there was uh, a call for really quite high doses of, of vitamin d um but that's that's getting sort of brought down and down uh, we don't necessarily need as much as we we thought we did maybe sort of five years ago, but uh, certainly in athletes, you might be taking a fair bit more than just the normal average population recommended amount. Oh, so, yeah, maybe I need to have a chat with, with a nutritionist about that one and yeah. I'll uh, defer to, to their expertise. Yeah, maybe I should get a nutritionist on to talk about that one. Um, yeah, yeah. Did... I, can, I can get maybe our, our nutritionist to come and have a chat with you. Oh, yeah. yeah, that would be awesome. We could do one of those like in, in January or something. Um, yeah. We do have a question, um, um, not on the lines of motivation, um, but which will help somebody with the motivation. It's from a patron. Um, is it okay to, to answer something quickly about somebody's knee? Um, Go on then, let's see, see what the question is. Yeah, um, I just need to unplug my mouse because my keyboard mouse isn't working. Here we go. Let's just make this a bit bigger so we can actually read it. Okay, so it's Peter. um, And he says um, his knee has been a bit sore lately. It gets better when he's moving around. So it's not stopping him from actually running. But he's just a bit anxious because he's looking at breaking his ultra duck next year, which I had to look up. And apparently breaking your duck at something is doing your first one. So um, it's like popping his ultra cherry next year. That that Um, must be a cricketing term. I think it's, yeah, yeah. It's a golf, is it golfing, cricketing, something like that? Um, yeah, um, out for dark, that's, that's, that's cricket, isn't it? Okay, yeah. anyway. okay. Um, I'm actually doing strength and conditioning twice a week these days, but I'm wondering if there's any particular exercises I should try to incorporate. My worry is a return of the tendonitis or any meniscus or a cartilage injury. Mm. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's, that's not one I can really answer without obviously seeing... Peter's knee. Yes, I told uh, him so to go and in terms get of, an expert. Yeah, in terms of you know what exercises you need to do, really depends on what the problem is, uh, and obviously what that problem is could be any number of different things. So if it's something that's that's niggling in the background, um, the best thing to do is is nip that in the bud early. Don't wait until it turns into an injury, uh, and you might need to and take time off. Is is go and see a physio, go and see a therapist um, early get that assessed uh, and come up with a good plan of action there but you're obviously doing the right things in terms of incorporating strength and conditioning you know keeping yourself um, mobile keeping moving uh, you know motion is lotion so keeping moving keeps keeps everything um, lubricated and i love all these little uh, phrases that you have tim (laughs) yeah that's all good um 
So, so yeah, you know, you're obviously doing the right thing, but there's there's clearly something just niggling in the background that's not quite right. So the best thing to do is obviously go and, and book yourself in with a with a physio or, or appropriate um, therapist who can then have a look at you and, and give you some good advice on what you can be doing specifically for you in the gym. Awesome. Okay, well, that's a great answer for you there, Peter. I hope that um, makes you feel more confident about dealing with that situation. Um, cool. Um, I think we've kind of pretty much covered everything about motivation in winter have we now tim um i i really liked that um the the heartbeat thing um i think i feel like that is a really important thing for people to know that their watches don't necessarily know whether they're ready or not so that's a really good thing to know um um, but yeah was there anything else about motivation that you wanted to add to the conversation um before we start wrapping up the proceedings no i think the the main thing is is using that goal setting exercise that we talked about in the past. So again, you know, links to previous shows. Um, working through that that goal setting then gives you that structure for what your season or seasons. You might be doing a multi season plan. Um, what that then looks like. That then gives you the process goals that you're working through. Those are the stepping stones, and it just means that you can be focusing on just a, a small block of time. You know, what do I need to be doing this month? That will then build on next month's, which will then build on the next thing, which will then build towards my goal in six, nine, 12, 18 months time, whatever it might be. So appreciating that means that you you understand why you're getting out there today, how that's then going to help you prepare for something in, like I say, six, nine months time or whatever it might be. Yeah. Yeah, so all about the stepping stones um, and being motivated for each little stepping stone. Um, Exactly. Yeah, keep the motivation up, people. And you can always just put this podcast on again. If you feel a bit unmotivated, then uh, just pop this on, see the lovely smiling faces of me and Tim, and and you'll want to go for a run immediately to get away from us. (laughs) So so I'm going to be doing the arc of attrition, Mm -hmm. um, 50 miler. Um, I am going to be totally clad in sore running gear, so um, watch out for the video on that. And and patrons can actually win some sore kit because they're giving us some prizes in January and February and March this year. So sign up or stay signed up to be in with a chance to win one of these windbreakers that I'm wearing now or a pair of these tights that I told you about earlier on in the session. So if you're listening on the podcast, you won't be able to see, but I am holding up a pair of rather lovely black tights here with sore written on them. Um, and um, I've been raving about those, so I just want everybody to know about that. And if you do buy anything from Saw, remember you've got 100 miles to run in the kit before you can exchange it for a credit note so that you are guaranteed to find the perfect fit or the perfect garment from you, uh, f- for you from Saw. Um, so, um, so, yes, that's that's of motivation. I feel like also one thing we haven't said is get getting a coach. It's really motivational. So where can we follow you and find out more about HP3 coaching, Tim? Yeah, so all the, the usual socials, or, or really for the, the coaching side, is mostly the, the Instagram. So Tim Pickett, HP3, uh, or Team HP3 on, on Instagram. Um, the website is hp-3.co.uk. So again, you can get in touch with us there if you need any help with, with training plans or even one-to-one coaching. Um, 
I'm, I'm pretty much fully booked myself, but I've got uh, a couple of assistant coaches and they've got a few spaces left. So if you are looking for some additional support there, then then give us, give us a, a shout and we'll see how we can help you. Yeah, one-to-one coaching is definitely like a fantastic way forward. I mean, you spend, don't you, on, on gear, you spend yeah. on races, you're happy to, you know, like pay to travel to races, get accommodation for races. But then there's this kind of like, for me anyway, there's this like block against paying more just to like yeah. for training because you feel like you should just be able to do that but like if you have a training plan and you're with a coach it definitely gives you accountability it may, means you know what you're doing um and you don't waste any time basically so 100 percent recommend you, you, yeah you're work. just investing in your, in yourself and you're giving yourself a greater chance of success you know if you're paying all this money for the race entries and let's be honest the race entries are not cheap these days um and the kit is not cheap these days um you know running's Sadly, not a, a, a cheap sport. Um, but, you know, so you've got to give yourself a good chance of success. And coaching isn't just for the elites either. Um, you know, we've got plenty of people on the squad who are, you know, trying to break, you know, five hours, four hours for the marathon. It's not, you know, not just for the super fast. Mm. Um, so, so yeah, absolutely. It's a yeah. question of, you know, do you need that help in order to, to improve your chances of success? Yeah, and, like, and not just have a DNF against your name. Yeah, and maximise your own personal potential. I kind mm. of feel like if you've got like a big goal, like one year or one or two years of your life, then you could be really enhanced by coaching just just for those one or two years. Like it does, yep. just because you get a coach doesn't mean you have to have a coach for your whole life. It's just like an investment yep. for like a year or two years. Then you might find you really enjoy it. Um, but, but if you are struggling, like everybody's struggling at the moment, your training plans, Tim's training plans um, are excellent. There's loads on Training Peaks. He's made a selection of wild ginger running ones as well yeah. um uh, they're the base training ones from the last chat that we did um, sure. so i'll link to those training plans in the yep. description below but don't be afraid to just peruse tim's training peaks um area on there because he's got tons of really good training plans um so definitely if you're you're fully booked tim no nobody can be coached by you so they'll have to get it through your training plans on there but uh, yeah i mean the way that our team works is it is a team it's not just individual coaches so we're, we're all working as, as a team together a multidisciplinary team awesome. uh, so so yeah so you, you do get a whole whole package uh, if you come and join our, our team oh. I want to join immediately. <laughs> I'm sort of on the, on the cusp just by chatting yeah, so, to you every month. <laughs> yeah, help, help you in the background, that's right. Yeah, help me in the background. <laughs> Go on, Claire, get it done. Cool. Awesome. <laughs> okay. Cool. All right. Thank you very much, Tim. It's been a pleasure to chat to you as always. All good. And um, we'll see you in the new year now. Yeah, it will be, good won't Christmas. it? We'll have a little a break. Scary saying that now. Yeah, and I'll see you yes. next year. <laughs> yes. All right. See you have later. Take Christmas. care. Bye. Cheers. Bye-bye. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.